Welcome to Raising Deaf Kids. Have you been struggling with getting your child to want to practice their speech therapy homework or their speech therapy goals? Today, I have the one simple strategy that works for my kids and that seems almost too simple to work and actually be effective, but I promise you it will change how you approach language in your home forever. So come along with me, put down that to-do list, grab that lukewarm mug of coffee, and let's get started talking about how we can get your child progressing in their language at home. Hey mama, welcome to Raising Deaf Kids. Do you want more ease in your daily life? Do you want to help your child learn language faster but have no idea where to start? Do you find yourself searching for how to learn sign language and best ways to practice speech goals? Hey, I'm Elaine. I'm a mom of three littles, two of whom are deaf. I remember when I received the hearing loss diagnosis for our child, there were so many decisions and information overload. I lacked clarity and confidence and yearned for ease and balance in our lives. It was then that I discovered strategies to support our kids' language development at home, and I even helped them learn language faster. I can't wait to share it all with you. So put down that to-do list, close out that ASL app for now, and let's get started. Have you been listening to my podcast and thinking, I could do that? Well, friend, you are right. You totally can do this. My podcast coach, Stephanie Gass, is hosting a special live five-day podcast challenge. You heard that right. Yes, I have a coach. I am not doing this on my own. Um, I have someone who has been helping me through the steps to not only create an effective podcast, so that's what you guys want to listen to, um, and also get it found without having to use social media. So because of Stephanie's programs, I've been able to quickly, like within a month, quickly start and grow a podcast that helps parents all over the world, which is kind of crazy. And it is so fun for me to do this every week. And it's also 100% doable with little kids at home at your feet. And I wanted to invite Steph on here today, just briefly, to share about her five-day free boot camp and how you can sign up today. And after her promo, I will put the link to sign up into the bio. What's up, new friend? I'm Steph Gass. I know you just heard a little bit about me, but I wanted to personally come on and invite you to the Profitable Podcast Bootcamp. This is a five-day challenge, so to speak, for those of you who are interested in podcasting or who already have a podcast and you wanna know how a podcast works to grow an audience or make money online. I promise you it's so worth your time. And this one hour per day live challenge is gonna give you everything you need to know about why podcasting works, how to make money from a podcast, how to make sales really easy, and so much more. We're giving away swag, door prizes. We even have scholarships to my courses and programs valued at over $10,000. So we just wanted to come on and invite you to be part of this challenge. Head right now over to stephaniegass.com slash bootcamp. That's stephaniegass.com slash bootcamp and get registered right away. You'll get entered to win free swag. And the best part of all is you're gonna learn how podcasting can potentially be a way for you to truly grow 
make an impact and income in an online business and allow you to have that freedom and that fruit of not feeling like you are tied to social media 24 seven or having to do a hundred different things to figure out a way to be successful for the kingdom of God. This is going to lay all of those pieces out for you in alignment with your faith. Again, stephaniegass.com slash bootcamp. Hey guys, welcome back. So let me just paint a quick scenario for you. You go to speech therapy this week and you get some fantastic, like beautiful, perfect speech goals from your child's speech therapist to practice this week. And you're so excited to practice them with your kid and see your kid progressing in these goals. So you set aside a time to sit down and practice with your child. And it literally all falls apart from there from the moment you sit down in your seat. <laughs> okay, your kid is getting up off of their chair every five seconds. They're putting their head down. They're refusing to speak at all. And hello, how are you supposed to practice speech therapy if your kid won't speak? And you get frustrated and start trying to bribe your kid to do any practice at all. And probably at this point, no practice actually gets done. So if this is your house and you feel like speech therapy practice at home is just a hot mess all the time every day, friend, you are not alone. This was my scenario in my house for a bit until I learned this almost too simple to be effective strategy to get my kids to actually practice their speech goals. And that strategy is to put them general to practice the speech goals while your kids are doing their normal play. So we're going to talk about why this strategy works every time to get your child to participate more in their language learning. So point number one, the first thing I want you to know is that kids learn best through unstructured play. So kids can absorb a lot of information and especially language better while they're doing something fun along with it. Why does this work? Because it captivates their attention. The thing that, you know, you're doing, the play that they're doing captivates their attention. Okay. And I want you to think about for a second, how do you learn stuff? Um, you know, you may not have even thought about like how you learn things. Um, you know, how do you learn to cook? Do you just learn by like reading a recipe book and okay, you can cook? Or do you learn by just watching a cooking show and then all of a sudden you become a master chef? No, like you actually have to do it. <laughs> like you have to do the cooking, right? And you have to do the actual practicing and put in the practice to do it. Okay, but it's fun. Like it's, you know, an activity that you want to do. And, you know, while you're honing your cooking skills, you're, getting to put together all this great food, taste test your food, you're getting all of your senses involved in cooking and tasting and smelling the sauces, smelling the herbs, you know, seeing everything come together. All of your senses are involved in this, which makes the learning process um, even more rich for you. And so that's what we want to do with our kids, right? So if your kids are just sitting learning words 
and it's not through some type of play, they don't really have a meaning to why they're doing it. Um, and they get bored really easily, right? Because you're only engaging one of their senses. So what we know about kids and how they develop, especially kids in the like newborn to five age range, is that they learn so much through sensory input, just like normal everyday input, right? They learn so much by like feeling sand on their hands or on their toes or, you know, walking barefoot in the grass. This is why kids are always like running outside barefoot, no matter if it's like <laughs> breathing cold or like raining and muddy. In fact, the muddier, the better, right? Because they want that multiple sensory input. Okay, so when you are engaging in language through play, you're engaging multiple of their senses and they're learning the language from all different angles. Okay, versus, you know, if they're getting bored because they're only getting language input with like one sense, then they shut off, right? And that's what we don't want to happen. And that's what's happening at your table right now, right? You're seeing them down. Like, okay, let's practice this, even if it's like five minutes and they're immediately shutting off. This is boring. I don't want to do it. And that's the opposite of what we want. We want our kids open to language learning so that they can absorb all of it. And when they're open, you will be amazed at how fast that they will absorb it. Okay. So the first point is to engage that language learning, practice those language goals while your kids are involved in you know, their regular playtime, like work those words, work those sentences into whatever they're playing or like however they're playing. So the second thing that we need to know about language and language learning is that language is living and always evolving. Okay, and language changes based on the scenario that you're in. So think about all the different scenarios you are in every day and think about how your language changes depending on what scenario you're in, right? Sometimes you're in a more formal scenario. You're talking to somebody you don't know and you're using more formal language, formal vocabulary, like maybe polite language versus if you're talking with like a friend, you know, or a family member, you're using you know, more relaxed language, you're probably using some more like slang words that you probably wouldn't use in the formal way, right? And so you are, you know, engaging in language in different scenarios all day long. So by working on your kids' language skills while they're doing playtime, that gives your child multiple opportunities to practice the language in different scenarios. Okay. Um, you know, for example, one way that we really like to practice language with our kids is through like imaginative play. And my kids love imagining and play pretending like everything. Right. So we have like a play grocery store. And, you know, so we go up to the grocery store and we play pretend our kids you know, checking us out, you know, so what language do they need to use if they're like the store owner and we're like buying the food, <laughs> okay, play pretend, you know, versus, you know, when we switch roles and I'm the one like playing the store owner and checking them out and they're the ones like buying the food, the scenario changes, which means their language changes, okay? Um, and this also really engages them, right? This like 
changing up of different language scenarios and you use different words at different times, depending on what role you're playing, also makes the language learning really rich for them. Like it really makes language learning come to life and gives some context for like why they're even learning these words. Okay, versus, you know, if they're just sitting at a table practicing and you're giving them just a one-dimensional experience with language. Okay, so, you know, you're just sitting there and just saying, say this word, repeat this word, do that word. I mean, you know, that's boring and it only gives them one opportunity to practice language in one scenario, you know, whereas that is not true to real life, right? So when they go out of our house, which is really the goal. So the goal for practicing speech and language therapy goals is not only to get your kids talking to you, but they need to be able to talk to other people outside of your home. They need to be able to talk to your extended family. They need to be able to talk to teachers and other caregivers and tell themselves there's all different scenarios um, of when they're going to be using language. So you want to expose them to all those different scenarios while they're learning a language to give them like a 3D and 4D view of language. And bonus, it engages all of their senses, which is point number one, which makes them want to practice it more. So when you practice it this way, you're not forcing them to do it. They're naturally going to be practicing it while they're engaging in play that they like to do. And it makes them more excited about doing it. And our last point is that, you know, when we use play, unstructured play, to engage kids in language learning, um, they're distracted by the play. And so that like decreases their resistance to actually like practicing the goals. So we all know as parents that our kids almost never do the thing that we ask them to do at the time that we ask them to do it, right? Have Has your kid, your toddler ever said something so, so cute and you try to get them to like repeat it to your spouse or to someone else because you want them to hear it and they refuse. And you're like, you literally... <laughs> said this thing like two seconds ago I know you can say it and now they're like you know mute like <laughs> they won't talk at all okay kids are resistant whenever they think that we're trying to make them do something okay and you know when you're seeing them down at a table and kind of in a way like forcing them to just repeat words is boring and your kids are seeing that is like you kind of like telling them what to do and of course, they're going to be resistant because kids don't like to be told, you know, what to do. And also when you do this, when we're just sitting at the table and just practicing like words and phrases, it also gives your kids no context to the language. So I want you to think back to your Spanish or French class back in high school or middle school. Uh I want you to think about when you were learning like vocabulary and verbs, you maybe had like a vocabulary list and you like memorized all of the words and, you know, what they were in English. And then you maybe had a verb list and you, you know, um, memorized all of the verbs and their endings for, um, you know, all of the you know, ways that you're going to say them. And, and then you had to memorize the irregular verbs and like how they change spelling and all this stuff. But at the end of all of that, so you had, you know, maybe like 50 vocabulary words memorized in their English translation and maybe like a hundred, let's just say like verbs memorized. 
at the end of that, all that memorizing, could you actually speak Spanish or French or that language? No. <laughs> all you could do was spit back out those verbs and and uh, vocabulary that you had memorized, but you couldn't actually put it together in a meaningful way in that language and actually like make a sentence or communicate with someone. Like, you know, if you just had that knowledge and were dropped in the middle of like a Spanish speaking country or French speaking country, and all you had, had memorized was just individual words and phrases, like you're, you're not gonna really get anywhere with that right because you didn't learn to put it together you just memorize a bunch of things that kind of have like no meaning to you and they have no connection so that's what we're doing with our kids when we sit them out, down at the table and say repeat this word after me repeat <laughs> repeat that word after me you know repeat this sound after me repeat that sound after me okay great so perfect at the end of it they can repeat the sounds they can repeat the phrases they still can't talk Okay, that's not actually giving them language. Okay, because the language is the connection of all of these words and phrases and sounds together to make a meaningful sentence in that language. All right, so that's why you know just sitting at the table doing this doesn't work because you know, perfect, they can repeat after you. Uh, but they didn't actually learn the language. And so they're not actually learning how to communicate. They're just learning how to say a bunch of like individual words and, uh, you know, doing a bunch of different sounds. Whereas if you, you know, did it while they were playing. So for example, you know, your kid is um, playing with a toy car. Okay? My boys love like vehicles and like toy cars. So they're sitting there playing with a toy car sit down next to them and, you know, say, oh, the car goes vroom, 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 the car goes vroom, okay, or whatever your, like, speech goal is for that day, um, you know, and so they're learning how to make the sound vroom, and they're also learning the vocabulary of, like, car, and maybe go, that's a popular one, you know, one, two, three, go, and, like, let the car go, okay, so not only are they, like, learning the actual word and phrase, but they're also learning how to put it together in a meaningful sentence for communication. Okay, so we wanna take that extra step with kids. So if your kids aren't progressing in their speech goals, it's probably because you're just taking that 1D first step of like, okay, repeat and memorize. You're not going to the next step that they need, which is actually learning how to put it all together in like a meaningful way. Okay. Um, you know, so yeah, basically, you know, kids need a chance to use the language in context and they're more willing to pair the language practice with something that they're also enjoying. Okay. And we want them to be willing. We don't want them to be resistant. Okay. And it also doesn't work if we sit there and force them or bribe them. That's not really getting anywhere fast. <laughs> Believe me, I've tried to do it. Okay. That just actually makes them more resistant. Okay. But if you work it in to their uh, play time, they're more willing to do it. And then when kids are willing, they are so open to language and you'll be so impressed by just doing this one simple strategy about how much faster your kid is going to progress in language. And that's really what we want, right? We want our kids to progress as fast as they can and learn language as fast and as accurately as they can do it.
So I also want to point out that this strategy also works with sign language as well, just as an FYI. And in order to get our kids to actually want to learn language, we have to give them a reason and a context to why they're using it, or they don't see the point in learning the language and learning the communication. And we have to make it exciting and fun to communicate together and, you know, show them that language is living and evolving and it changes in multiple scenarios. And we need to get, you know, all of their senses involved in the language learning. This strategy of involving the language learning puts you together as playmates with your kid and you're having fun together instead of pitting you, you know, against each other and there's like resistance because you're wanting them to practice and they don't want to practice. So if you're having trouble figuring out how to make language learning fit into your schedule at home, then come talk to us about it in the Raising Deaf Kids Facebook community at facebook.com slash group slash Raising Deaf Kids. And that will be in the show notes as well. Um, because I truly do believe that parents are the best support of each other when it comes to raising kids with hearing loss. And inside of our group, you can find all the help that you need to make language learning more effective and fun. You know, come ask your question. We would love to help you and give you pointers. We've all been in your shoes at one time or another, or some of us are in your shoes now, (laughs) and we would like to help you feel better and move forward in language learning with your child. So I hope this episode, you know, gave you some great tips that you can take today and, you know, start progressing in language learning even by the end of this week, depending on when you're listening to it. You know, and as parents, we want the absolute best for our kids, you know, and unfortunately, kids, and especially kids with hearing loss, don't come with a handbook. Well, I want you to know that simply by being here and listening to this podcast, you are doing a great job as a parent because you are learning and trying to find better ways to help your kid. And I am so proud of your efforts. I'm so glad that you're here. And I'll see you on the next episode on Thursday, where I chat for the second time with Melanie Duvall from Goodnight Baby Montana. And we're talking all about sleep in your deaf or hard of hearing baby or toddler. So if you're having trouble getting your child to sleep through the night, you're an exhausted, cranky parent because of it, you're having trouble getting them to sleep in their own room, or you are unsure about if your deaf or hard of hearing child needs any extra sleep support than like a typically hearing child, then you definitely don't want to miss this chat on Thursday with Melanie Duvall. I will see you on Thursday. Hey, Mana. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds and subscribe to this podcast? I never want you to miss an episode and to be without valuable information to help you and your family. Also, please leave a quick written review for the show on Apple Podcasts. It lights me up to know this podcast is helping you. Now go check off the rest of your to-do so you can love on your family today. And I'll meet you here every Tuesday and Thursday for podcast episodes to support your whole family in language learning. Ciao, Mama!